I, I, I think that happened very organically. I mean, I really kind of wanted the the women who were working with me on that album to just put their own stamp on it. You know, I didn't really want to be prescriptive in any way. I mean, the, the purpose of me collaborating was to see what how they would interpret the tracks and what they would bring to it. Hello, and welcome back to Join the Dots, a series from CORE that explores creativity, collaboration, and connection. I'm Maeve Heslin, and I'm joined once again by my lovely co-host, Finian Murphy. Finian, how are you? Yeah, not too bad, thanks, Maeve. Um, the sun is shining, uh, and yeah. there is lots of great music lineups for festivals coming mm-hmm. out, and there's loads of tracks coming out from Ireland at the moment. So it's an exciting time, which we thought would be perfect to dive into to uh, chats with music creators um, on this episode. Yeah. So we are speaking to Elaine May, who is one of Ireland's just most incredible artists, I think. Um, and what I found so interesting speaking to her is that she's been doing this for over 10 years now. So just to hear kind of how she, you know, stays passionate about what she does and how her performance style has evolved over the years um, was just so interesting. And she's really lovely as well. Yeah, it was a great chat. And similarly, mm. we spoke to our very own um, Liam Corbett from Core, yeah. uh, who uh, I suppose in the in the day he's he's working with us here in Core, but by night he's um, mixing and producing and creating some great tracks um, out there into the world. Um, and we speak to him too about I suppose you know the power of music and um, how music can can lift you. Um, and I think for me that's what's really interesting about it as as a craft is that it can bring the listener to a different place and um, we see that whether it's just you know you're going for a run we can see that in film and in the case of yeah. our chat today with elaine how it can really um have an effect on a great piece of advertising so um yeah will we will we dive in and Let's have a it. chat to mm-hmm. elaine may Let's have a listen We are speaking to Elaine May, who um, post uh, lockdown was the first, second, and I think third gig I um, attended. So I'm a big fan um, and uh, definitely at home, uh, both singles and her recent album Home um, has been played extensively in our place, Dancing Around the Kitchen too. Um, But we are going to start by stepping back um, almost uh, or nearly exactly a decade ago, Maeve. Uh, So now I'm a lot younger than you, so you can actually... Yeah, you can tell younger, me about right? the olden days yeah. of uh, before the internet, Fillion. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, obviously I remember this gig really well. But in doing my research, I realised that I reviewed you, Elaine, exactly ten years ago upstairs in Whelan's for the Dot CP, which I think was wow. probably your first. Like, was that your first collection? Your first CP? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um... That is mad yeah. that it's 10 years ago. I mean, I know this is accurate, but it feels crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember it so well because um, it was a great gig. Like that really small, like upstairs in Wheeling, so small, intimate, loads of loops and harmonies and stuff. Mm. But then so different. So like Finian and I were uh, at the choice there and we saw you play live. How do you do you feel you've evolved as a, as a performer and an artist over that kind of huge? Because 10 years is a really long time. Mm. Over I that mean, time. I, I got stressed just thinking about that, like playing back then, <laughs> because um, it was pretty complicated, like setup yeah. wise, you know. And I think a, a lot of kind of what I've focused on over the last 
well, 10 years, as we say, um, has been kind of streamlining that a little bit, making mm-hmm. it easier, making it more accessible, making it more fun. Um, you know, uh, like I was doing, as you say, I was doing a lot of kind of loop vocals and stuff like that, which is cool, definitely. But there's a, a, a bit of a level of like, um, you don't really have full control. Like it's going to be different kind mm-hmm. of, which can be a good thing. But for me, I found it very stressful. Um because sometimes it can go well, sometimes it can sound terrible, and you are kind of, um, you know, almost like taking a chance every time that you kind of go and perform. So I really wanted to kind of streamline that. And I think, you know, moving into using a doll like Ableton, which is what I use now, um, has kind of helped that to be a lot better. Um, And I've really enjoyed kind of taking a bit of a step back from the singing and letting other people do that. That's been really enjoyable. Um, Because I, I, I think more more what I enjoy is the writing and the performing and the okay. production element I would say that I like singing but like it's not my main it's not the it's not the biggest love I have around music I think yeah because what struck me at the Whelan show is like you're kind of essentially the whole band there by yeah. yourself that yeah. is a lot of pressure and I'm sure quite daunting yeah, it definitely was. So yeah, I mean, I think at that point I was using a loop pedal. I don't think I was using a laptop at that point. Um, so it was very kind of uh you know like free freewheeling it like for want of a better expression so um i definitely think i've kind of refined the process and made it a lot mm-hmm. more um well it sounds better and it's a lot easier to work with and stuff so that was you had just kind of started making music then i guess like the year before maybe how did you how did you get started what kind of caught your eye about music in the first place um, I mean, I'd al- al- always kind of been involved in one way or another. I'd been in, you know, from when I was very young, I was in choirs and things like that. And um, I was in plenty of bands as I kind of, you know, mm-hmm. was was growing up and in my in my early 20s and stuff. So I always was kind of like involved in one way or another. Um, and then I kind of just decided that I was going to try and do, do some of my own stuff, which I just did very tentatively. I did like a couple of tracks with a friend who um, was in another band, uh, was living in Galway at the time, did those tracks with him. And, you know, I was really happy with them. And it all just kind of went from there, you know, started to get a little bit of coverage, started working with a manager, started playing shows. So it just kind of, it's just it just rumbles on. Like, that's just what kind of happens, you know. So um, I'm still rumbling on to this day. So. Mm-hmm. We're, we love your rumblings. <laughs> Speaking of recent rumblings, then, mm. um, uh, as we mentioned, Home Up Front, and it was Choice Music nominee. Um, there's, and, and also we'll, we'll talk to collaboration in, in a moment on that, but um, talk to us a little bit about the, the process around the, the, I suppose, the creative process that led you to, to Home. Um, yeah, so I mean, I have been kind of working on some some music and I had some tracks floating around that I thought worked really well together. And then obviously lockdown happened. Um, so there was a bit of space there to kind of think about where I wanted to go. Um, and it made sense to me to kind of think about doing an album. It was something that I had kind of had in the back of my head, you know, um, probably kind of avoided for like a period of time because it's it's a it's a huge undertaking as I have now learned mm-hmm. um but it felt like a good time to potentially think about doing that um so based on the tracks that I had and kind of you know that template almost I kind of took the time to write and um you know I was able to kind of fortunately um traveled to a couple of places to do that so beekeepers which is is dahi's kind of artist retreat down in clary did a lot of the album there um and that was really enjoyable and fun i was just able to kind of like get ideas down and things like that um and then the the kind of 
like collaborative process, working with the featured singers. Um, a lot of that just happened remotely, happened via WhatsApp, happened on Zoom, um, happened with voice notes, you know, like that's kind of how things were, were working at that time. We were lucky then to be able to go into the studio, so went into Diffusion Lab to kind of finish off everything. The guys in there did some additional production and we did mix and master, record all the vocals and stuff like that. So it's kind of a quite a long, I would say, process and, and a, a bit fragmented, but um, it was always going to be that way in lockdown and we kind of had to rejig things and move stuff around um but uh we got there so to speak <laughs> in the yeah, end you did you, you did and like you mentioned being in the studio but to what extent as well as like inspiration you know beyond the desk beyond the laptop has that played into you, you sense that a little bit in in the album but maybe i'm picking up my own interpretation of it no i mean i think so i mean for me I can can write anywhere, but I certainly write better like in in certain places and when I have proper time set aside for it. Um, mm-hmm. Like I've been to Donegal. Um, you know, my wife's from Donegal, so I love going up there. It's a brilliant place to write. You just can completely detach and and switch off, and I find that really useful. Um, so there was a level of that, and I think because I had a really strong theme running through it. I could always come back to that. Like if a if a if a song wasn't giving me that feeling, or you know the chords weren't kind of striking in some emotional way, then it just wasn't gonna be. It wasn't gonna feature. It wasn't gonna sit. Um, so I kind of had that as my my guide as well, which was good. And then, like in terms of you're doing a, a beat, say, and then you're coming from a place where you are a singer and a performer, and then say the likes of Maykay is coming in with a vocal. Is it is it weird for you to kind of switch between? producer and singer vocalist or like did, did that happen quite organically as well I, I I think that happened very organically I mean I really kind of wanted the the women who were working with me on that album to just put their own stamp on yeah. it you know I didn't really want to be prescriptive in any way I mean the, the purpose of me collaborating was to see what how they would interpret the yeah. tracks and what they would bring to it um so it was actually really nice to be honest to kind of just be able to take a bit of a step back because previously writing I would always then have to be like well, sometimes vocals and melodies would come immediately but quite often it would be like what's going to work with this and and trying to kind of think of that other element so it was nice in a way to be able to sit back a little bit and and, and let those women do what they did with those tracks so I mean I was nothing but elated when I heard um, Maykay's demo because I was just like, this is this is class and it works with the track so well. It really does. And I can't imagine even, you know, you're saying stuff that's happening over WhatsApp and voice notes and stuff. And for something to come together so amazingly like that just well, kind of blows my mind. Yeah, I still have the first um, WhatsApp that she sent me with the with the demo. So like a very rough demo. So I don't know, maybe I'll share it at some point with her permission. But it's uh, it's last like it's it's uh, very similar to what you hear now on the on the final track, you know, but it's it's just beautiful. So raw and uh, yeah, just class. I remember seeing you guys um, in the lighthouse in Dunleary and uh, it was a really it was a really special but odd moment as well because you could see the absolute joy that you all had with a crowd being in the room and possibly the first time where you were getting the sound and eyes looking back at you guys and equally we all I think everyone wasn't quite sure how do we react to this and you know first half we were all real conscious of being close to that but by the end of the thing we're all jumping around and dancing to it um, so it meant, I think it meant a lot from, you know, in terms of the guys, the, the vocal uh, vo- vocals on it as well. Um, also, though, I think 
it's probably for me anyway at a local level like the first time where i've seen like this powerful women on stage doing the thing and i think that's that's a real testament to how you guys work together so talk us through i mean you mentioned in terms of the tools you're using like sending stuff back and forth but like talk us about collaboration you know the, the good bad and ugly of that process as well um it's funny that you mentioned that Dunleer gig just to digress for a second because I'm still laughing about it because we got we got an encore and then I didn't have anything prepared. That's right, the, yeah. The first time <laughs> I've ever played a song twice. Like, it was just very funny. It was a great way to be kind of coming back into it. But yeah, yeah. definitely won't forget that one in a hurry. Um, but yeah, I mean, collaboration is is interesting. I think for me, the, the main thing is that you kind of have, I think you need to be very clear about your intentions and have a kind of a good relationship with the person that you're working with. And, uh, you know, I suppose if it's someone that you don't know very well, that again, you are clear about what you want to get out of it from both sides. Um, because it can often be the case that things don't work out for one one reason or another. And I suppose there has to be, um, that has to be okay. You know, uh, to be honest, like I think any artists that are kind of getting into the collaboration space know that, you know, that it's, it's okay yeah. to kind of step away if things aren't working. Um, we just happen to work very well together and, you know, end up with these great tracks so it, it, you know it worked out really well which is great um but yeah i think being very clear about what what you're looking for in terms of the project and uh, and being open to what's gonna come come at you as well you know because you'll you'll often be surprised with what what kind of comes back and stuff yeah yeah and i'm gonna i'm gonna name check make already lower sinead white so i caught everyone there on the other yeah um yeah it is a good crew and i think you know when you're performing alive as well like is it is it adapting on stage at all or how does how does that work are you feeding off each other when you're when you're playing things live yeah i love when they when they come out i really do i just think it's it's like it kind of lifts me you know it's uh it's just fun um like they all have such incredible stage presence and they're all like such brilliant artists in their own right so it's just kind of adding to the whole experience um and i definitely think like playing with everyone together which we don't obviously get to do that often because everyone's super busy and, and they all have their own like um stuff going on but you know have been able to do it for the choice being able to do it for my album launch and have everyone together was just class like um and i think it feels like a bit of a moment you know having everyone all together and just kind of like celebrating the the album after everything that's kind of happened and and, and taking that time you know yeah, it's it does feel extra poignant after the last couple of years that we've had. Has performing kind of taken on a bit of a new meaning for you as well now? Um, yeah, I think it has. I, I, you know, I kind of just didn't do it for like two years, yeah. which is just so long, really, when you say it like that. And um, in that space, I wrote an album. I completely changed how I was playing live. I got some new equipment, so a lot happened. I think like when I went and played the first gig that I did, which which was down in Galway at a really beautiful festival, fall fall right into place. I was so nervous. Like I was just, I mean, I get nervous in general anyway, but this was like off the scale. And I think it was just all of the various factors. Hadn't played in two years, was playing with collaborators, all new set, all new music, new equipment, new setup. It was just like, oh God. Um, But it was amazing. And now I've kind of gotten into a bit of a stride with it as well. So I'm enjoying it more. I'm not as you know, stressed as I was initially. Um, so yeah, I've been, I've been loving it to be honest. Um, I think that gap, um, made me appreciate it all the more. It's actually nice to hear you say you get nervous because it just seemed like such badass at the choice. We wouldn't have thought it. Um, sweat, sweaty palms. If you were close to me, you'd, you'd know there was something not right. 
my wife just walks away from me. She's like, see you later. <laughs> Talk to you when you're able to converse again. But that's a good sign. Like, I think if you're you're not doing something right, if you're not getting nervous. Yeah. yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit about key change and how you got involved? A little bit about the organization and then, you know, how you got involved yourself. Yeah, for sure. So Key Change, are, um, it's an EU initiative organization that are seeking to address um, gender imbalance in the music industry. Um, so they put a call out, I think it was in 2019, for um, participants. So there was six um, participants, three artists and three innovators chosen from Ireland that year to to be um, part of the program. It was meant to be for a year, but then because of everything that happened, we mm. actually got rolled over for um, an additional year. Um, so essentially it's kind of a, a networking program we got to meet with all the other artists and innovator innovators across the eu um we went uh, and had a kind of a meetup in sweden uh, in february of 2020 which was amazing like really really um just an excellent time and uh and then everything obviously shifted yeah. and ha- changed after that um but they do a lot of great work in terms of just um connecting women in the industry raising um awareness um you know lobbying organizations to to sign up to key change and take their pledge to to address um imbalance within their industry or in their within their company and business um so yeah really interesting program um they've selected just six new participants from ireland now recently i think in the last few months um so they'll be participating then um from this year on but um definitely worth to checking out that one yeah it sounds like it's such an interesting um initiative and so i mean again from an irish perspective so much great talent and work coming out from women um which you know as a listener just makes it great because there's just this these extra stories and sounds coming out and um yeah i mean we're getting back into festival season i think it's healthy as well that we're having those debates and not uh, and demands i suppose in terms of lineups so um yeah i mean with that in mind as well we'd love to to talk to you about um a campaign that you've been collaborating uh, with us on as well. Um, so bring us back again to, we were at the uh, Choice Music Awards. Um, Maeve uh, insisted that we had a Christmas party um, for the pod and we got a little table at the I don't the get awards. out much, Finian. You have to remember <laughs> No, <that>. I know. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, we sat down. I think you were first in the bill, but we were already quite excited and energetic is the, is the best term. Mm-hmm. And giddy. you came, yeah, giddy. And you came out and did your thing. And we had been, some of us at the table had been working um on this project with Sky and the uh, women's football team for the Republic of Ireland. Um, uh, and um, we all looked at each other and said, this this track, this producer would be good on, on this campaign. So, yeah, we're really excited as we, uh, as when this comes out, uh, hopefully it'll be uh, everywhere. And in fact, uh, if, if it comes out on time on Tuesday, Ireland uh, take on Sweden, um, one of the top teams in the world. Um, and so best of luck to them. But let's just talk a little bit about your involvement, you know, what it means as well, I suppose, you know, we're, we're really conscious of, um, you know, platforming um, and we've got Aoife Dooley doing the illustration work on it as well. And um, the track sounds great, but... First of all, are you a football fan, and are you going to be following <laughs> things? And um, if not, how did you how did you get on with the process of being involved in that? Um, honestly, no, I'm not. But um, 
but I've been kind of pulled into it in various ways. Um, and I would obviously be um, a massive supporter of the, the the women's team, and I really want to kind of see um, more awareness and more of a light shone on them. So for me, it's a really uh, exciting um, campaign to be a part of. Um, you know, we all know historically that there's been um, serious inequality there, um, and obviously issues uh, for women in sport continue. So seeing a kind of a campaign really get behind the team and everything, I think is excellent. So um, it's really exciting to be a part of it. Um, the track that we've kind of looked at using for it as well, I think, you know, fits really well and I think kind of lifts lifts the whole thing as well, which is great. Um, and yeah, just uh, really excited to see how they get on and, and hopefully it's um, a good campaign for them, you know. The title of the track, uh, Together Again, um, it's a weird... Um, it's a weird time as well when people are doing that, whether it's a sports crowd or a music yeah. fan. Like, you know, um, th- when you when we look back in this moment in music as well, we're going to like pick up all these little titles and the song meanings and everything. What what went into that to the production and and the idea behind that track? that track is just one of those unicorn tracks that like came together really easily like they don't happen all the time and when they do they're just such a treat um i had like the kind of main um uh melody line kind of the main synth that you'll kind of hear initially coming in at the track um and everything else then was just kind of built around that so to me it just felt very much like a, you know like back in the kind of late night back back in the club back with our friends um back being able to like hug each other and everything like that so i very much leaned into that like to me it, it really feels like a club track um and yeah like i've played it now live a good few times and it's just a really fun one to play yeah well we look forward to hearing it in the club and in the aviva and um Finian, we have to go clubbing that's, huh? We have to go to the yeah, club. Yeah, well, I, you know me. I'm not. I'm not really the football type of guy. But you know, we'll do the football thing as well. We'll bring Yay. the club to the pitch and vice yeah. versa. Um, so um, yeah, Elaine, it's been great to have you on to, to talk about the pr- creative process. I think you know clearly the benefits of collaboration have kicked in and in the work um and yeah anyone that's listening go listen to the album listen to those different type of vocals different blends of the song it's, it's brilliant stuff and um yeah we look forward to to hearing the next work um you're gigging this this summer as well i presume yeah what are you yeah, looking forward to coming up. um looking forward to mother pride block party um mm-hmm. all together 20th. now is actually yeah 25th i believe yes 25th um, of June. i think so yes and then all together now i'm gonna be playing that that was just announced today um Ooh, brilliant beyond pale um so yeah there's, there's a few a few announced a few coming down the line as well so lots of lots of opportunity to, to hear the tracks live for sure and Maybe we could say here, well, we'll all be back together again soon. Uh, in that case, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> 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 all right, Elaine, thanks a million. Thank and, you so much. Uh, talk to you soon. My pleasure.
so there you go. Um, that's the track from uh, Elaine May, Together Again. Uh, I love the title. I love the sound of that. I love the way she describes it. It's like being back on the, on the club dance floor, uh, dancing with everyone again. And uh, it sounds, it's an absolute banger for that track on the uh, Sky ad. So what did you take from, from our lovely chat with Elaine? It was very inspiring because um, she's so grounded and down to earth and yet she's mm. amazing. Uh, I think, you know, what we, I found really interesting was how she's evolved away from being a singer and more into predominantly producing. Because um, when I saw her 10 years ago, don't know if we mentioned that, uh, it was, a, you know, a vocal performance predominantly. Um, and she was a singer and she was doing her own beats. But now, you know, that's that's evolved a lot. Um, but I think that's really nice to know that, you know, we can all sort of find the right path and, you know, we can, it's trial and error. And I mean, she's a great singer, but she, obviously she feels her strength is elsewhere and um, yeah. she's gravitated towards that naturally. Yeah. So yeah, I just found that kind of really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's interesting at a time when there's lots of chats about artists and producer or versus mm-hmm. producer who gets mm-hmm. the spotlight, but you know, as a great producer as well, um, I thought her points around collaboration you know, giving up, like giving yeah. the mic out there to others to bring their um, their take on a track. And you can completely hear that in the album, you know, each vocalist, each contributor that has, has worked with her on this brings a different perspective on yeah, it. Totally. Um, and it, it makes for a great collection of a great listen, but also there's this, there's this, there's this theme all the way through that you can hear. Um, and that takes a lot of, you know, uh, confidence to be able to say take this and do what you will and, and respect between each other I thought yeah. a point around knowing what you're contributing versus what somebody else is contributing and being really clear and communicating that is, is a really important point around collaboration so yeah massive thanks mm-hmm. uh, to Elaine for all of that the album Home is out go check it out and yeah, um, yeah thanks Elaine So as part of Join the Dots, we also speak to a member of the core team who has an interesting creative pursuit going on outside of office hours. This episode, I sat down with Liam Corbett, who's our colleague over at Spark Foundry and also one half of Electronica Act, Fino. Check them out if you haven't already. I started by asking Liam how he got involved in music in the first place. Yeah, so I've, I suppose I've always played music um, okay. since I was, I was a kid. So yeah, my dad had a guitar in the house they play a lot of country music and uh my uh sisters would have all played piano everyone would have yeah. sang i don't know it's like every i don't know if it's every other household but like in our house your maid get up and sing a song and you didn't really have a, oh, you're a one choice. of those oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so <laughs> now now we've the same thing with like my nephews and nieces as well so lovely uh, but uh yeah i was always around music uh growing up and uh uh we started yeah, this this like Fino is uh, basically a reincarnation of an of an old band, and uh, there's basically just uh, two of us. But uh, we started just before COVID, mm-hmm. and then COVID hit, so it was probably the worst time to to do. Um, the worst or the best, maybe. Yeah, it it would be it was good in terms of like writing and doing production and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, it's really hard to uh, be a new artist without you know doing loads of gigs to to get a lot of support, you know. And it's only now. That we're actually looking to start gigging, you know, because it's uh, starting to open up again. But um, 
But yeah, uh, so yeah, reincarnate, reincarnation of, a, of an old band and uh, two of us in it. Um, and would you have gigged? Would you have uh, gigged as the previous original band? Yeah, yeah we would have uh, gigged previously. Yeah, and yeah, I used to gig all the time. Whether it was like doing, okay. we played Red Hot Chili Peppers and stuff like that, Kings of Leon uh, in bars. Uh, I've done um, done acoustic kind of pub right, gigs right, as right. well on the side, all that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, plenty like plenty of gigs in the past or whatever. But yeah, and you're kind, um, you know, your experience in terms of that side of things. Yeah, it's um, still daunting though. It's always going to be daunting. Yeah, yeah. It's like doing a presentation, do you know. Yeah. Um, for for anyone else who hasn't uh, who hasn't uh, done it before, it's like going up and, and presenting. But uh, the difference is like it's it's every everything that you're putting forward is something that you've written and something that you've yeah. you know, created. It's so personal. yeah, yeah. So it, it's it's hard to you know put yourself out there in a lot of instances. Um, but uh. Uh, I think like having imposter syndrome is just all part of you know part of the deal. You know, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I think is it? It it is and it isn't. Like it, it kind of puts it in into place. But I mean, I think it, it's terrible because like in in this age, uh, you really really have to self promote. You sure. know, and yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's that really hard to in the face of of feeling like I can't do this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then like, I I think culturally as well. You know, like we've. Uh, I, I don't know if, if if it's everyone else, but like, you know that the Irish kind of mentality of uh, notions, oh, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you know what I mean. That that's probably there's probably some sort of notions factor that come into play as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny you say that as well because um, in the other part of this uh, episode, we're chatting to Elaine May. I don't know if you know Elaine. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, I listened to it. She, yeah. She's brilliant. Yeah, and we mm. so Finian and I saw her at the Choice Prize there a few weeks ago, and it's like, she's brilliant. And she mentioned like oh god I sweaty palms I'm so nervous and stuff and I was like oh my god that's so interesting and kind of refreshing to hear because I would never have thought it looking at her like she's up there like total boss yeah and, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was brilliant but it's like oh it was kind of like it's kind of nice almost to hear that even she gets nervous you know yeah yeah I think like nerves are good but I think the more you do something like it's the same as anything like yeah. the more and more you do it the, the easier it becomes and the more it just feels like second nature totally it's like a, I'm not gonna lie I'm nervous doing this I feel like an imposter based on the other guests that you've had in the show well I feel um, like an imposter being a podcast presenter so it's just, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. no matter what you're doing it's it's part of life almost isn't it exactly yeah exactly yeah um in terms of then like there's two of you so like that mm-hmm. I guess the relationship has to be at a certain level or like there's got to be trust and, and a lot of stuff going on there. Like in, in terms of putting stuff together, what's that process? Yeah. Like, so it, it really depends, you know, and um, I've had a, a like a load of different ways that I've gone about uh, writing music and, and creating music, like everything from uh, picking up a guitar and just randomly jamming for like two hours and you might mm-hmm. come up with something that you're really into or you can see a vision in something um, or if it's like burying your head in your la- in, in a laptop and you know music software and just like doing yeah. like loads of different production and I suppose that's a, the great thing about nowadays right is that like anybody can be a, a music producer in, the, in their bedroom whereas before it's quite limited to an expensive studio yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, d- I don't really so I, I don't really have a set you know I, I suppose I don't contain myself in a set process as such you know because yeah, yeah. Um, there's just so many um if, if you feel it you feel it you know and like we practice like three four times a week and sometimes we just okay. start jamming and we'd like you know really get into something and we'd be like Do you know what forget about the set we'll just we'll just write um instead or like build on this instead 
Um, but likewise, it could be you, on your on your couch and, and doing the same thing. Um, but both of us, like like I I play a lot of the music, and Adam's an amazing singer, and he, he writes a lot of the lyrics. So we kind of work together um, right, right. quite you well. From that out, perspective. You kind of figured out that dynamic. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and we we know each other quite well. We're we're friends for like you know a really really long oh, yeah, time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You kind of have to be, wouldn't you? Because like back to that thing of like you're producing something quite personal I think you'd need to have a really good relationship with that other person wouldn't you yeah totally because you're 100% right like a lot of the like one of the things that we try to have in anything that we write is like substance so it just it means something you know um and you know not everybody's into that like sometimes people are like just like listening to easygoing like random hooky music which is which is which is fine but um uh, but yeah, it's it's something that's quite important to us that we we write from a place that means something in um in in all of our tracks. Um, but in order to do that, you kind of need to open up uh, yep. to each other and be comfortable about talking about things. Do you know what I mean? It's like almost yeah. like a therapeutic session. Yeah, totally. in, in a lot of instances, and it may not be like like stem from something that you feel personally or whatever. But you know, if it's if it's if it's got something to it, you know, and you want to get under the hood of it, you, like I suppose you, you dive deep into it. That leads me nicely to my next question. Actually, <laughs> do you think that having this going on outside work, like, does that bring any interesting insights or like stuff into the office then, in a kind of nine to five role? Like, is there is there any crossover or kind of overlap? I suppose. Like I definitely have noticed um, similarities, you know, um, in terms of uh, in terms of like like doing doing the track right. If you're like writing a new song, you might have like twelve different versions of this, and it's like similar to yeah. um, <laughs> similar to like if you're gonna give a presentation about something, you know, and yeah. like totally. so you're constantly refining things and just changing things just to make it make it better. So everything's like there's a process to like to everything really you know yeah. and I, I probably noticed that the most being uh, most similar but um the collaboration is obviously a, yeah. a big thing as well because um you know in a lot of instances in uh in work you can be put with a certain team on a certain project and might be the first time that you guys have worked together um, and yeah. but you need to all you know you're all working to you know a set objective um and that's quite, as well, with a, a very quick deadline usually like there's not yeah, a lot of time for... exactly yeah and, and that's really similar to like how uh, uh albums are made in studios mm-hmm. you'll you'll be put in with the a producer uh, we work with a producer uh richie kennedy he's, he's amazing like he was in our old band as well so like and he's one of my best mates so we've got um really good dynamic but yeah. when we work together we're only there for a very short time you know and we might have you know our tracks written produced to a certain extent but then we've got like four days and we have to you know get them yeah, finished yeah, yeah. in that four-day process you know um and it's like it's really tough but it's really rewarding when you're walking out with something that you you know really happy with at the end of the day you know yeah, so yeah, yeah similar similar from a, a like working together point of view i suppose yeah, in, in a yeah. lot of instances too so what um I'll let you go now. But what what's kind of happening next for Fino? Or have you got live dates and stuff coming up? Yeah, so we released our first track um just last year. We released a uh, second follower there um just a couple of weeks ago, and we've got a third, uh, which is going to be called Kelly Brook uh, yeah. uh, at the end of May, and we're probably going to gig, uh, start gigging, mm. doing a few gigs around then. So yeah, I'll be spamming everybody uh, in the office. Absolutely, to, to come out please to it, do. Yeah. Um, well, the best of luck with it, and thank you so much for being here.
Yeah, cheers. No bother at all. Thanks, mate. Mate, that was a great chat you had with Liam. Well, thank you, Finian. It was very enjoyable. Um, I feel like an overall very inspiring episode. Yeah, I mean, um, I think when you're speaking to people that, you know, both Liam and Elaine um, have done the nine to fives and also have mm-hmm. creative projects, uh, that can often be a challenge to maintain, but the benefits are huge. Yeah, I think so. That's I, I found that really interesting that, you know, Liam rehearses loads outside of office hours and, you know, I'm sure that's a lot of work and a lot of pressure. But the huge benefits, I think, to have something, have a creative pursuit going on outside of work, no matter what it is. I mean, not everyone's going to be in a band, but maybe you're an avid knitter. Maybe you like to paint. Whatever it yeah. is, you know, I think it's just nice to, uh, to, to down tools and um, just kind of be able to express yourself in another way. I think it can only be beneficial, you know? Yeah, completely. And I think what I took from it as well around how he works with others and um, both in in, in work and uh, through the band is, you know, how Liam was speaking about, you got to, you know, trust and be open Mm. to sharing those expressions with somebody else um, because that's where I suppose the best work comes from is in that kind of honesty about where your head's at and then it translates into the art. So, um, thought that was a, a really solid point uh, which we can all learn from mm-hmm. so um, massive thanks to Liam uh, and to our other guest Elaine um, that is a, a wrap on this episode mm-hmm. um, we will be back with another episode of Join the Dots where we'll be talking creativity, collaboration and connections so until next time Maeve do you want to say goodbye? it's been real talk to you soon bye Fanian.